Welcome back to another episode of the Mortgage Impact Podcast. I'm your host, Adam O'Daniel, and we've got uh, a special guest with us today, Grant Schneider from Colorado Springs out in Colorado, who is here to talk to us about VA lending, uh, the incredible success he's had growing his business, and just kind of share with us some best practices and hopefully some uh, inspiration as well um, as he's carved out a real niche uh, serving that community. Uh, Grant is a LO with Movement Mortgage, and uh, Grant, welcome to the, to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Uh, well, tell us a little bit about your your business and your history in the mortgage space. Just, uh, you know, give us kind of that 60-second uh, elevator pitch, I guess. Sure thing. Well, I started uh, when I was 20 years old. Um, I went to college on a baseball scholarship. I was a pitcher. I hurt my arm. And uh, that's where the scholarship went away. And I couldn't afford to go to school. So at 18, started busting some tables and did that for a couple of years um, and decided I wanted to do something different. Um, and so... Back then, there was an employment section in the newspaper, and uh, went ahead and sent a resume into a local mortgage company, and they hired me on the spot, and the rest is kind of history. I didn't know how to spell mortgage when I first got in. Um, 33 now, so 13 years later, um, it's been it's been amazing. amazing. Yeah. Now, are you from uh, the Colorado area, or did you end up there kind of along the way? Well, I was raised here, so I've been out here since 93, and so it's really all I know. Okay, great. Um, and tell us a little bit about your business uh, there in, in Colorado. Um, I've really focused my business on the VA home loan. Uh, Colorado Springs is surrounded by five military installations, uh, four of which are Air Force, one Army. Um, the Army base actually um, is bigger than all the Air Force bases combined as far as um, soldiers. So um, that's where the majority of my business comes from. But uh, when I was 22, I branched off and started my first net branch. Um, and then just a couple years later, I was approached by a company that focused on VA lending. They even had VA in their company name. Um, back in 2011 is when I made the jump to that company. And if you remember, we were coming out of the housing crisis. Um, underwriting guidelines had really tightened up. Subprime was completely gone. And we're all just trying to figure out what our identity was going to be in the market. And um, you know, we could all do the same loan product. Um, Dodd-Frank had come out just around that time as well. So we're trying to figure out how to price our loans. Running a profit and loss where literally about 30% of my profit margin went out the door as soon as Dodd-Frank came um, and how we had to structure our comp. It was pretty tough. You know, I was 22 trying to figure it all out. Um, when I was called from this company's recruiter about uh, representing them, because I had started doing quite a bit of VA at that time, um, it didn't take long before the phone call was over. I was, I was headed out to the corporate office to meet the team and, and, um, and signed on the dotted line. I, I saw it as an opportunity to be different and to kind of set myself apart in my market. And, um, you know, that was uh, what I was looking for. Because if we could all do the same loans, there was nothing that really made me any different than the other guy. And what's funny is I, everyone else was still doing VA loans as well. But I was just going to be the VA loan guy. That's all I was going to focus on. Yeah, that's you. You, um, you see that a lot with um, young LOs and even experienced LOs, right? Like, there's this temptation to be kind of all things for all people. Uh, you know, I can do Reno, I can do VA, conventional, all of it. And and there's nothing wrong with that approach, right? But especially for somebody like you in a in a, a tough market, new regulation, trying to break in, uh, it sounds like that really is you know one of the things that really was a a make or break decision for you was to specialize in serving that community. So I was able to grow my business about 700% over the next seven years, just focusing. Hold on. Hold on. You, you said 700%? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you're not, you're not bragging. Uh, you're not bragging though. <laughs> no, uh, be, I would eventually become the, the top um, producer in the country for that company. And, um, and, you know, was doing 95% of my business was VA. And so um, that became just really, it was the best thing I ever did for my career was stop trying to be all things to everyone. You know, like you said before, as a loan officer, when you're looking at different companies, you want every loan product under the sun. And there's just no way to be good at all of them. And uh, also not being much of a salesman, more of a service guy, it was easier for me to meet with a realtor and say, hey, don't give me all your business. You could still, you know, give the conventional loans and FHA loans to your current lender. Um, but I would love the opportunity to work on your VA loans. That's what I specialize in. Very cool. Well, tell me, you know, so let's, let's kind of break it down for somebody maybe who's new to the business or they're trying to differentiate themselves um, and they're looking at VA. What is it about the VA program, the VA customer that has, you know, stood out to you as something that you wanted to target in the first place and then that is a community that you've enjoyed serving, you know, over the last decade? Yeah, well, certainly um, if you're a new loan officer in a heavy VA market, I would recommend going after the VA. Certainly there's some markets we represent where you probably don't know what a VA loan is. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> but uh, we are, uh, Colorado Springs is, I believe, the fourth largest VA uh, market in the country when it comes to home loans. And so certainly it was a pretty smart decision. Um, you know, the biggest thing about the VA loan is there's just a lot of misconception out there. And even in a market like ours, where I think somewhere between like 35, 40% of all transactions are VA, um, there's still a bad rap for the VA loan. You know, they say that the appraisals are over, overly conservative um, and uh, you can only use your VA loan one time. I mean, I could go on and on and on about the, um, you know, the misconceptions out there. And so these misconceptions, and, and a lot of times they're even being told by the, the finance education on base, you know, they don't really know the program. So it, it unfortunately puts these, um, you know, these soldiers in a tough uh, position because they're being told things that they're maybe waiting to, to buy their forever home with their VA eligibility because they think they can only use it once. So the thing that I would say is in these markets, um, you need to educate. And um, for, for the most part, you know, you're gonna be working with um, a first time home buyers. That's the majority of my business. And so they really just have no clue. And um, so you need to be able to educate them on the program. You need to be able to um, clear up some of the untruths they've been told. And are you doing and, that? Uh, are, are you doing that education and, and kind of clearing up, you know, misconception uh, primarily with the bar, or does it start with the with the agent? Certainly, with the agent is a good is a good step. Um, you know, the, the relationship and the transaction really starts typically with the realtor. And so it's important that you're educating them so that they're not saying things that's going to keep your uh, veteran from wanting to move forward with a home sale. Um, but then I think it's important that you take a little extra time up front um, with that first time home buyer um, to really explain the power of the VA home loan benefit, which it's the most powerful home loan product on the market and explain to them how they can have more than one at a time, how that if they sell that house or refinance out the VA loan, they can use it over and over and over again. And it's truly, a benefit that they'll never lose, um, even post career. And so, um, it's, I think it's really important to educate them on that. And, um, also, you know, you want to make sure that you're not being predatory when you're lending to them. A lot of times we've seen, whether it's credit card companies or installment loan companies, they're very predatory against the military. And the same can be done on the mortgage side of things as well. Um, 
because VA loans do have pretty loose guidelines. And so, you know, sticking a, a young E4 with a young family into a mortgage payment that just does not make sense just because automated uttering says you can, that's probably not always the best thing. So, you know, kind of educating them on that as well. Yeah, that's a great point. And, and then I know it's competitive as well, right? Like, so not everybody's good at it. Like, to your point, you've specialized in this. Not every lender is an expert in VA, but there are a lot of lenders in that space, whether it's, you know, mortgage, um, you know, non-bank mortgage lender like Movement, where, where you work, or um, credit unions, you've got USAA, Navy Federal. Uh, there's other brokers that are specializing in that shop, uh, you know, in that business. Exactly. So how, how, do you, yeah, so- how do you stand out in that, you know, competitive field where it, it is a you know, hopefully not too predatory. Hopefully we're doing a good job of getting those guys out of the business, but there's a lot of good lenders too, who are all targeting this space. So how do you differentiate yeah. yourself? Well, you know, what's important is you, you named two of my biggest competitors, USA, Navy Federal. Um, those companies do a wonderful job of branding. And so if you're in the military, there's a really good chance that you have some, whether it be banking or insurance product through one of those two companies. And so the majority of my clients have talked to one or both of those companies before they talk to me. And, um, you know, one particular company is more competitive when it comes to rate and fee. The other one may be a little bit better at the process. Um, so that means you got to be sharp at both. And um, the one advantage that I have and certainly working with movement has helped out a lot is by getting that file through underwriting up front, getting that MBA approval, um, we can move really quick once we go under contract. And these guys, when they're PCSing from a duty station, they have 10 business days to, um, to live in a hotel paid for by the government. And then it's on their own. And, um, you know, during the home loan process, they just paid for a home inspection. They just put earnest money down. A lot of times this is, that was all the money they, they had saved up. That was their life savings that, that is tied up. They certainly don't have money to, to house their family at the Holiday Inn for another two, three, four weeks. So being able to move quickly has been a huge competitive advantage for me. Um, and I, I let them know that up front that, you know, with some of the bigger companies, especially in these high volume periods that we've been in, they could take up to 45 days, which they just don't have. Yeah, what a great point. I know we, we all recognize, you know, time is money in the in the mortgage and in real estate business, but a lot of us don't think about, you know, the shoes that that our active duty military and veterans are walking in when, like you said, I mean, they've got, you know, 10 days paid for and then, you know, they're kind of on their own and we're talking about their life savings going into something like this, a family that they have to, you know, shelter and being able to get things done quickly with a process that's stress-free. Man, you're right. What a differentiator. Yep. So, how do you market? You know, let's, let's talk about that just a minute. How do you, what are some effective ways to get your name, your brand out, whether it's on the base, in the veteran community where you live? Give us some tips on how you go about getting your brand in front of um, your clients. Yeah, pretty unique structure. Um, about four years ago, was February of 2016, shortly after we had our, our first child, I got my wife into the industry. Um, at that point in time, I had already uh, reached number one in the country uh, for the company I was working for, doing it the traditional way of going out and trying to get as many realtor partners as possible. Um, and that worked out really good. Um, but the, the part of the job that I, I appreciated the most was working with the veteran, not so much chasing the realtor for business and that sort of thing. Um, and so I was at a crossroads. This is a guy with, without um, college education. And so I don't know what my market value is not doing mortgages, but it's not anywhere close to what it is doing mortgages. So, right. but I was ready to maybe, you know, step aside from the industry and try to do something else with my life. You know, I was 29 years old and um, just had my first kid and was thinking maybe I want to do something different. But what I did was um, I actually had my wife in the industry and um, I always had this idea that we'd build a better home search resource for uh, the veteran. 
And so we launched militaryhomesearch.com. Um, and so um, I think this year we'll come close to kind of flirt with about 100 million. 93% uh, of the 100 million is VA business um, and personal production. And I primarily work with one realtor, my wife. And so she, uh, three and a half years in, over 600 transactions, now runs a um, top 100 REMAX team in the country. And so what I, what I built was just the ultimate home search site for the military. Um, you know, rather than chasing the realtors and, and hoping they had the technology to generate those leads, um, having been in the business at that point in about 10 years, um, not that I knew everything, I knew enough. I kind of saw how they did it and I thought, you know, I could probably build it a little bit better um, or just as good. And uh, so, yeah, so it's pretty unique where I pretty much it's all in the family and uh, it's worked out really, really well. And it's brought a little bit of that joy back into the industry where I get to focus on what I enjoy doing and not so much on what I, I don't enjoy. Man, I think that's really insightful because what you recognized a few years ago, I think you said four or five years ago is what so many folks in the industry are starting to recognize today, which it seems like common sense, right? But you know, the borrower is not looking for a mortgage. They're not out looking for a real estate agent. They're looking for a home. They, they're looking for a home for their family. And so if you can reach them at that part of the conversation, right? If you can say, hey, let me help you in your home search, which is what you've done with your website, uh, what your wife does as a, as a realtor, obviously, and then, and then surround them with advisors, whether it's a real estate agent, you know, mortgage, uh, whatever it is they might need uh, to help them get that home of their dreams. Uh, that's really what, the, what resonates with, with the borrower. Uh, and it sounds like you've kind of figured that out and, and it's particularly in the VA community. That's, um, that was the biggest game changing other than focusing just on the VA home loan, which was back in what's 2011. Um, then transitioning my business from the typical way that most loan officers, which there's nothing wrong with it. There's many more, many loan officers more successful than me that do it the traditional way. Um, I just knew it wasn't going to fit for me. And um, I was going to continue being miserable. Didn't matter how much money I was going to make. Um, I wanted to try something new. And, um, you know, it wasn't always the, the best thing. Um, certainly, um, some of the realtors, if not most, that I worked with um, weren't overly excited about the idea. Um, but luckily, um, my wife's business grew at the similar pace to the relationships kind of turning and going with other lenders. Um, and so, didn't really skip a beat. And so, probably have our best year ever. Um, this year and uh, look forward to the future as we continue to grow. Man, that's awesome. What a great story. Um, I want to, I want to ask a little bit about um, you personally. And then I also want to talk, you know, before we wrap this up about um, what it means to you to serve our veterans who have, you know, really, they have put their entire life on the line to serve our country. And I, I don't want to forget that, but before we move on, um, you know, you just mentioned this is going to be your best year, you know, probably in the industry, you're looking at, you know, somewhere in the ballpark of $100 million in production this year um, for, you, for you and your team. And uh, you just strike me as a really entrepreneurial guy, right? Like here, you, you, you have hit a couple obstacles. You know, the baseball career didn't turn out the way you wanted due to injury. Um, you know, you, you had to kind of carve a niche for yourself in an industry that you, you didn't know a whole lot about. Where does that come from? Where's that kind of gumption to just figure things out and, and take an entrepreneurial approach to whatever life throws your way? Where does that come from? You know, it's a good question. I, I'm the oldest of four boys, so I think that when you're the oldest, you have a little bit more responsibility, you know, and, um, well, I know that's the case. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the oldest you know, of six, man. I got three brothers myself and, uh, I know, yeah, I know so, what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think that that helped, um, certainly 
uh, was raised by two awesome parents that, that worked hard. Um, and, you know, I think sports as well, you know, baseball, um, is a game of failure. Gosh, you go to the hall of fame if you fail seven out of 10 times. Right. And so, um, also being a pitcher, you know, you gotta have that short memory, give up a home run. You better stop worrying about that and focus on the next pitch. And so when baseball was over, even though, I mean, it was everything, maybe to a, to an extreme in my childhood, um, where I just focused on that for the most part, um, when it was gone, I mean, I could have sat there and felt bad for myself. And, um, but it was like it, the switch just flipped. And I saw my father go to work every day, shirt and tie. And I knew that that was kind of my plan B. It was like I was going to provide for my family. Um, and I was going to put on a shirt and tie. Now it's a t-shirt, which is way more comfortable. But, uh, you know, uh, that's what I saw. And so I think having good role models as parents, hard workers, um, and uh, just knowing that baseball wasn't always, wasn't always going to be there for me. And uh, taking the lessons from the sport and from my parents. That's cool, man. I've, I've, I'm coaching uh, eight and nine-year-olds in uh, baseball this fall. We had fall ball just wrapped up. And in our first practice, we talked about the, the career leader in strikeouts being Reggie Jackson, who's also one of the greatest home run hitters of all time, right? And so we, we talked about it, what you just said, that baseball is a game of failure. You know, even, you know, Hall of Famers are also in the record books for failure along the way. And uh, overcoming that adversity and how you respond to that is, is really what defines you uh, in the long run. So... Yeah. Cool. Cool yeah, point, man. Great. Um, well, speaking of adversity and, and to kind of, you know, pivot back to the reason why we wanted to have you on here um, is our military uh, veterans, our active duty military and the way that they have put themselves, you know, in harm's way um, in order to serve our country. And then, you know, that's that's, you know, your target market, the group that you serve. What's it like to serve these families where, you know, they're facing deployment, they're coming back from you know, a stint in Iraq or Afghanistan or somewhere else. And that's part of their story. And I'm sure you get to hear some of that sometimes in serving them. Just tell me a little bit about some of the interactions you've had and what it means to you to, to serve such an amazing group of people. Yeah. Well, you know, it's kind of interesting. A lot of questions I get are maybe because of the short haircut or whatever, but they'll ask if I was prior military or since I focus on the military alone, you know, do I come from a military family? And, and neither is true. Um, you know, my brother now serves in the air force, but even when I, started to focus on the VA home loan, he hadn't enlisted yet. And so um, did I come from this heavy military background? Absolutely not, you know, I just kind of fell into it. And honestly, that entrepreneur in me saw an opportunity. Um, what came with that though, was um, when you're looking for some fulfillment, you know, I, I'm, I'm on the older age of the uh, millennial, you know, generation. And one of the things we look for in our careers anymore is not just the paycheck, but that, that little extra that makes us feel like we're we're doing something for the world, doing, making a difference, right? And not just for us. And um, what's great um, about focusing on the military is that that's allowed me to, to really give back. Um, and, you know, we've been able to support some great charities here in town um, that are military focused over my career and have donated quite a bit of money there. Um, but it's a, it's a huge responsibility because, you know, with the military and when, when they're looking for a home, they're looking for something a lot different than just your typical consumer. So your typical consumer, they might, they know that they're probably going to be in town for more than three to four years, unlike our military. So they're a little bit more picky about the house. You know, our military families, they just look for the basics. They need four, four walls and a front door. They need a safe neighborhood. They need a good school for their kid to go to. The, the other things that this, it's just icing on the cake, but it's not necessity, you know, and most of our buyers, because of that 10 day rule, where when they get to town, they have 10 days on the government to live, 
they're buying these homes sight unseen, okay? And so, um, you know, it's very important that we make sure that they're getting into the proper neighborhood that's going to fit their family, that um, they're buying a house that um, isn't going to have issues as soon as they move in. Um, and so we take that responsibility very seriously because, like you said, they're serving our country. They're, they're maybe PCSing from a, a deployment or from a, um, a, a duty station overseas. And, um, you know, they've never seen this house before. The first time they might see it is when they come into town after they've already closed. And we meet them, you know, at two o'clock in the morning because that's when they drive down from Denver Airport with their whole crew of kids and dogs and everyone. And um, they need to be let in their house, right? Um, and so it's a huge responsibility and the looks on their faces when they just have a place to call home, you know? And uh, so it's very rewarding. Yeah, it makes that 2 a.m. Uh, wake up call to uh, worth it, right? <laughs> Man, that that's that's pretty neat. I I, uh, I appreciate we do. Thanks for kind of sharing your your story there, and I, I think it's um I, I think it's something that goes overlooked in our industry sometimes, right? We 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 talk about VA as a product, and we talk about profit margins and processing times and appraisals and all of this stuff, and we get wrapped up in that, but we forget sometimes to your point that there's a family with you know kids and a dog, and they're showing up uh, at two a.m. at the airport, and they've never seen the house before, and you know, did the team that was supporting them do a good job to put them into that house responsibly with a mortgage they can afford? And, um, you know, it sounds like you, you get to be part of that, you know, chapter in their in their family story. Yeah. A lot of times during that transition process, they've got so many things on their mind. There's so much stress. And so if you can really streamline the loan process, because they've heard all the nightmares from their friends. In fact, maybe they were timid to even look at buying because they heard of those nightmares. And so if you can kind of put them at ease and certainly that the, uh, 671 process does that. Um, you know, the, the comment I get most at closing is, and this wasn't that bad at all. You know, my friend said it was a nightmare and you made it so easy, you know, and that's what we hear all the time. And that's what we want to hear. We want them focused on their family and, um, you know, and protecting the country. You know, a lot of times it's a spouse that's not in the military that's closing on the house while the service members deployed, right? And so if I have him chasing bank statements and getting POA aside and all that stuff, instead of focusing on what he's out there to be doing, um, you know, that's, I, I've kind of haven't done my job. So uh, we take that very, very seriously. Very cool. Well, we're about ready to wrap up. I do want to ask you one more uh, question about, about uh, serving our, our military service members, but um, you know, you talk about home ownership and how, you know, their expectations are a little bit different. They know they're going to be in town only maybe for a few years, maybe longer. We don't know. Um, but I think, you know, in our country, homeownership has, you know, there's some differing opinions on that. We've had, you know, some people, you know, who get made headlines who have come out and said it's better to rent if you're in certain income brackets and stuff. But how have you seen homeownership be um, a wise financial decision, even for a military family that might be a little bit lower income, they may only be in town for a few years, yet that's still, you know, maybe a good choice for their family. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, you bet. Well, especially because my wife is the realtor that represents most of my clients. I get to see them on the way in and on the way out. Right. And so you wouldn't believe the look on their face when they, especially because we're in a very strong market here. This may not always be the case, but certainly in the last handful of years where they lived in the house for two and a half, three years, and they're walking away with 30, 40, 50 K in equity in their pocket. And when we look at, you know, no one joins the military to get rich, you know, so they don't, they don't pay very well. And so if you can put 30 or 40 or 50,000 bucks, well, that's three or four years of, of military pay post taxes, right, in their pocket, that's pretty life-changing. And that sets them up 
for the next duty station if they were to roll those funds into the next purchase or whatever it may be. Um, and so will the market always allow for that? And that's one thing that we have to be careful of is, um, you know, if the market were to start correcting um, and, they're, and they're still young in their career and they have not been told they're going to be here long term, if their intent is not to turn the home into a rental after they PCS, if they do want to sell, we really need to coach them. And it's our responsibility to say, hey, there's a good chance you might have to bring some money to close to sell in three years because the market's not doing five, 8% appreciation like it was before. And um, that's important to counsel them because, you know, we can take that quick commission up front, but how is that phone call going to be, um, you know, three years from now when you go, well, we're looking at a short sale or, you know, and so we certainly want to avoid that. So we're always kind of looking at the market. Of course, we don't have a crystal ball, um, but those are certain, some of the conversations we're starting to have as the market slows down a little bit that, you know, you're not going to get rich on this. Yep. And you, and you want to be that advisor and that lender for life for those, uh, those clients, right? They may be there in your market for a few years, but hopefully someday if a, if a refinance makes sense for them or they move to another city and they need a lender, you know, that's something you want to continue to help them with. And if, if you haven't been a trusted advisor on the front end, they're not going to trust you suddenly on the back end. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, we take that uh, responsibility extremely seriously and we've done a wonderful job. You know, when we call our clients to look at it, doing a refinance, you know, if you didn't take care of them the first time, they'll probably hang up on you when you call them about a refinance. And, and um, we, you know, they're usually very excited to hear from us because like, Oh, we're getting all these mailers in the, in the mail every day. And Oh my gosh, I'm always called. I'm so glad you called, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's what we strive to be as a, as an advisor through the process. Very good. Well, I know you're a busy guy and it's a busy time of year. So I'm going to, uh, wrap this up uh, quickly and, and maybe just drop one more question. And, you know, if, if you could share any advice for uh, Anello who's new to the business or maybe new to the VA market and they're, they're, you know, seeing all the stuff in, in social media this week and over the next few weeks about Veterans Day and, uh, you know, certainly the advertising kicks up this time of year uh, from all the different players in the, in the space. But if you're thinking about serving that community and you want to do it really well and you want to do it with integrity, uh, what would be one or two just kind of quick pieces of advice you might share with somebody who's, uh, looking to break in? Yeah, well, um, they are the most loyal group demographic I've ever worked with um, because it, it takes a lot of trust to do that transaction um, out of state, out of country. And so when they show up for that first time to see that home and they realize you did them a solid, they got a great house, um, and then, you know, they instantly trust you and they're going to let their friends know. And so, the beautiful thing about working with the military is there's such a, a tight knit community as it is that you take care of one of them, they're going to refer you like crazy. Now that knife cuts both ways. So make sure that you're going, if you're going to work that, that market, do it the right way. Because if you do it the wrong way, you're not going to last. It'll, it'll take care of itself. So um, that would be my biggest thing is, is do it right. They deserve it. Um, and you'll, um, you'll be rewarded for it. Man, great advice. Thanks for joining the uh, podcast today. It's been great to have you on. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's Grant Schneider, uh, $100 million producer in the Colorado Springs market serving veterans. And uh, so big thanks especially to his customers uh, as we kind of go into this Veterans Day season and uh, the way they've put their lives a lot of times on hold and even on the line uh, and the lives of their families to serve our country. And uh, we're thankful for them and, and also for, for Grant and his team and the way they've served them with integrity. So uh, thank you, Grant. And uh, thank you listeners for being part of another Mortgage Impact podcast.
Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Impact Podcast. Take a second right now to subscribe so you don't miss any of our content. You can also check out the video version of our show on the Movement Mortgage YouTube channel. Movement Mortgage LLC supports equal housing opportunity and MLS number 39179. For licensing information, please visit www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This episode featured Movement Loan Officer Grant Schneider, NMLS number 252034.